You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankiran Audula. Now, we've got a recent announcement that the BC government, in partnership with Doctors of BC and BC Family Doctors, has developed a new payment method for family doctors that says will help recruit and retain more family physicians starting next year. We're now speaking to Dr. Ramnik Dosanjh, physician and president of Doctors of BC. Dr. Dosanjh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. So please tell us, how does this new model help family doctors? So this new model, we heard from many of our physicians on the ground, our family doctors, and the struggles they're facing and the burden to practice medicine and keep the doors of their clinics open. And this new payment model hopes to address many of the issues that have been facing them so we can actually have them and recognize value that they provide when delivering longitudinal care, which is taking care of patients through the whole trajectory of their life. This payment model addresses rising business costs, and it also compensates them for spending time on evening and weekend administrative tasks as well. What were the problems with the previous model? So we've got a few models out there. We've got contracts and we've got fee-for-service. And we've heard from a lot of our members or family doctors on the ground were that the increasing costs of doing business, the operational costs, the infrastructure, the staffing costs, and the commercial lease costs, everything has been exponentially increasing, which makes it more difficult to, for them to keep their doors open and to keep their clinics running. So we worked with our collaborative space with our government and were able to come up with a new payment model to incentivize family medicine. So to ensure that we could keep the family doctors right now that are already practicing, so keeping our patients from losing any further family doctors, while as well incentivizing or encouraging newer family doctors to join longitudinal family practice clinics or to allow physicians that may have stopped doing it because of excessive burdens to return. And, you know, you talked about especially the importance of retaining and recruiting. How will this really encourage especially people to pursue family medicine? I think it takes a little bit of that burden off of family doctors to really have to think about that 30 to 40 percent payment and sometimes higher than that. And this allows them the ability to offset the cost for that to be able to run their practice. And the other things that we've really looked at is to pay physicians for their time. So at the foundation and the base payment to pay them for that block of time that they're spending with their patients, as opposed to just each transaction or each visit only. Now, looking at it from the perspective, especially of a patient, as you're well aware of, one million British Columbians do not, you know, have a family doctor. They don't have that access. So will it make it easier, especially for those who have been looking for a family doctor to be able to access one? The hope is that, exactly, this is the first step and things aren't going to change overnight. But the stability for family medicine was urgently needed. I don't know if the public or our patients knew how at risk we were for attrition because of the physicians leaving and closing their practice and not being able to stay in family medicine. And partly, that's what the stabilization funding was in the interim that we had announced earlier in the summer, that we need physicians to be able to keep their doors open and not add to that 1 million patients while addressing the 1 million patients without a family doctor 
We expect and hope that this will convince doctors to stay in practice. And we're also launching on February 1st and hoping that the ensuing months will start to see improvements overall. But it's going to take some time. But we also know that there's a real pathway to improve care for patients. And the more capacity we build within our clinics and for our physicians, the more access and attachment we can hope for. And, you know, you talk about the next steps. You know, this is just the beginning of the changes that we're about to see. You know, what are some of the next steps going to be? I think we can understand that our entire healthcare system is at, in crisis. And we're hoping that our attention to community practice and building up longitudinal primary care, which is the foundation of any well-functioning healthcare system in the world, will also offset our colleagues. We're seeing emergency room backlogs, hospital flow being affected, surgical wait lists, radiology backlog. And, and I think if we can work towards the mission of attaching every patient with a family doctor, a person that's their true champion and helps coordinate their care, as well as building in team-based care through our primary care networks and with the help of our hospital and health authorities, then we're moving in the direction that most sustainable healthcare systems in the world have a robust primary care system anchored as a foundation. And then you have your services and your team-based care strategies, meaning bringing in our colleagues, our nurses, our nurse practitioners, our allied healthcare professionals to really see the patient in a holistic perspective. And Dr. Lasange, a really another big concern I, I hear from lots of people is just being able to access specialists and just sort of having long wait time. So will it also ease the burden in that area? I think the hope, again, when building out a healthcare system that's meant to thrive, is it takes basic building blocks. And this is one basic building block of anchoring our physicians and the hope to keep them in practice so that our specialty colleagues can focus on their specialty practices and consultations. And then you have a person that is actually looking after the whole care and the patient's journey while using the expertise of our consultants. Dr. Dasanjo, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? I just want to recognize that this is a major development and a milestone. And this really speaks to, in part, our relationship with our provincial government right now. This felt like a true collaborative effort and really to listen to the grassroots physicians. This payment model from its inception was to bring all the voices of the family doctors that have been struggling and in moral distress because of all of the impacts of our two crises and the healthcare systemic inequities. And we're building blocks towards a better future together. You take care now. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. We just spoke to Dr. Ramnik Dosanj, physician and president of Doctors of BC. We talked about how the BC government, in partnership with Doctors of BC and the BC Family Doctors, has developed a new payment method for family doctors that says that will help recruit and retain more family physicians starting next year. This is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio, 1200 AM.